0: Hello, I'm at 5G World and I'm here with Dario Talmesio, my colleague from Omdia. Dario, hi, nice to see you again after a long, long time. Nice to um, see you. Yeah, I mean, first event I think for both of us for quite a quite a while, and it's good to good to kind of see people in person. Uh, and I mean I was quite impressed that the floor was quite full. There was a lot of uh, not not a lot of empty space, uh, which is encouraging, I guess. But
1: even people standing at the back. Exactly, exactly, yeah.
0: Um, I mean you've been you've been watching a lot of the early keynotes and presenting as well and and doing some moderating, I mean, what are your feelings, I guess, about the the mood of the show, I guess, and and people's thoughts about 5G at the moment?
1: I mean, generally speaking, one of the most interesting thing is is a a fairly upbeat mood. Um, If you, as I recall, my last in-person event was still about how, what are we going to do with this 5G? Do customers want it? Are they going to pay for it? But today, we had lots of um, references to service providers really inc- increasing their top line with 5G, and, um, which is encouraging, because 5G is really is still very early days. And it still is mainly a consumer proposition. Um, and, in fact, if you were in my keynote, it still doesn't exist. I mean, the real 5G is still yet to come, and the real 5G, we know what we mean by it, is when a standalone is introduced and is when all the capabilities of 5G are introduced and exposed to partners. So. Thinking that, not, that that doesn't exist yet, and we're already seeing some positive stories, I think it's very encouraging. And also, I think what helped, helped a lot this morning was the fact that people met physically face-to-face for the first time in long, long time, and everybody was a bit excited, maybe nervous as well, maybe a little bit emotional as well. Um, certainly I was, but definitely there is um, a bit of an excitement.
0: Yeah, and as you say, I mean, it's nice to hear some upbeat stories about carriers that have been able to improve revenues because there's I think maybe a bit more focus now on the commercial side of 5G and what it can do for the business case in terms of sales growth. Uh, I mean, you've got some thoughts on that to do with standalone, the launch of standalone and the evolution of the network, I guess, towards Edge models, some of the stuff that we see going on with the hyperscalers. But I don't know. I mean, it sounds like some of these business plans and on that front on the operator side are very nascent, should we say, if we're going to be
1: kind. In some cases, they are. I think um, the, it was very interesting in the panel discussion on Edge. There were a few questions about the monetization of Edge, um, actually, specifically on the commercial models of Edge. And unanimously, all the operators said, I don't even want to talk about this. It's too early for me to talk about commercial models for Edge, uh, which is quite telling about where they are at the moment. I'm I'm sure if you ask the same question to Amazon or, or, or uh, Microsoft or Google they probably would have a different answer, yeah to
0: that. I mean, do you think it's the right way around to get it though you know that they because they obviously are trying to do things I think on the technology side and evolve to that, and it's curious in a way they haven't sort of formulated clear ideas about the the commercial side of things?
1: I I think we are very much in proof of concept uh, type of mode. We are in implementation mode. There are obviously important examples in the market, but uh, in terms of how to commercialize it or what commercial models are going to be there, it's probably too early. One comment I think it was really interesting is, is, let, is let's stop talking about the various flavor of clouds. Let's talk about workloads and let's talk about what does this specific workload need rather than does it need to be private, does it need to be public, does it need to be on prem? Is that okay, let's look at the characteristic of of this workload and and see how we can address that. I think that that was a very, very good comment from Telenor I believe. Yes,
0: yeah. I mean what's your feeling there? Are you are you sort of optimistic about, you know, if we
1: look two or three years out and
0: you and you mentioned standalone, we've got edge roller happening. Are you are you upbeat at all about the sort of telco business case or do you feel I mean, one thing I write about quite a lot, I guess, is the the public cloud companies and and what kind of threat they pose to to telcos, you know, whether they are collaborators or whether ultimately they're going to emerge as the winners. And we just see operators become even more dumb pipes, I guess.
1: I mean, there are a couple of interesting data points, uh, which I wish my memory was better. But uh, just to summarize it, the combined hyperscale business uh, will surpass the telecom business in revenue terms for the first time in history next year. Right. Wow. Okay. That. So there was an acceleration during the pandemic of the hyperscale business, and uh, which was sustained. Um, and that did not have an equivalent in uh, in the telco service provider business. So they moved much faster. But also they moved much faster in terms of capabilities of uh, creating partnerships. We talk about ecosystems. And, and it's interesting that, you know, while service providers are now establishing these 5G centers of excellence, in some cases with the hyperscale operators, hyperscale operators are already working around the ecosystems. They've already been building ecosystems, so in a way they already have a market advantage. If we want to see as these two players have been just opposed, if if we want to do that, then the the hyperscale operators already have an advantage because they are already working in an ecosystem approach. The reality is that though it looks like the the destiny of telco service providers and hyperscale operators seems to be more interrelated, interwoven and going in the same direction. So I'm not sure it would be fair still to talk about Enemies, frenemies, or co- uh, competition or cooperation. I think it's m- we've moved more into the cooperation side of this de- this debate.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they seem to be showing up all over the place in yeah. telecom in the last eighteen months, don't they? I mean, every week there seems to be another deal between a, a big operator and a, and a hyperscaler of some of some kind or another. From my perspective,
1: but, uh... Uh, ab- absolutely. And who knows? Maybe one day this these two businesses will start merging, not only on service level.
0: Yeah, I mean, that'd be, be interesting to see. Yeah. But, well, we've got, we've got another day, day and a half uh, left, so um, let's reconvene at some point. And, Absolutely. Um, and, and see what's happened. And what, lovely the, what to see you in person. Are. Good to see you, Dario, Thank you. and thanks for joining me. Thank you, yeah.